Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode number 48 In this episode, I am going to be talking about how we overcome some of the challenges that our kids are facing and that we as parents are facing. And I have a special guest, my youngest, James. Say say hi, James. Hi. (laughs) Okay. So I actually decided to do this just a few days ago, this podcast episode, and It was inspired by a really tough week that we had last week, right, James? Last week was a little frustrating for both of us, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Okay. So as a parent, I kind of had to take a step back a little bit and be like, why why am I so frustrated all the time? And what's going on in our family right now? And so I realized that we're coming off of the holidays and the excitement of a new year and really being very hopeful and excited about the upcoming year. And then it sort of hit me. I looked at the date and I counted back the months on the calendar and it has been 10 months since we've had any any semblance of normalcy. 10 months since James here has been inside of a classroom or gone to lunch with his buddies in the school cafeteria or has been on the playground to play recess with his friends. And 10 months since I, as a parent, have had any kind of normalcy and have not felt the pressure to make sure that everything is okay. And I think it just was a buildup. And this is certainly something that kind of comes in waves over the past year that we've all encountered this. Now, I want to say out there that first and foremost, all parents and all kids are rock stars. And there is definitely a degree, there's definitely a spectrum on which we're all navigating this. I mean, some of us have adapted really well. Some of us have not adapted really well. Um, And I don't want you as a parent to judge yourself or your kids by the highlight reels of other people's social media accounts or the stories that they tell you. Because I am here to tell you that we struggle. We absolutely struggle and have struggled adapting and and navigating this entire past year. And especially when it comes to school especially when it comes to our kids, we've definitely faced a lot of our own struggles. So if you need a little bit of encouragement, I'm going to go over the challenges that we're all facing, as well as some things that we are doing in our own home to overcome those challenges. 
And I thought it would be really fun to bring James on because I can sit here and tell you guys anything that I want to tell you, right? But why not kind of check me with one of my, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say critic, but I would say you keep things real and honest, right, James? Yes. Yes. So, so that's why I decided to bring him on. So we kind of went through a list of questions. He has his answers in front of him. And we're going to go through and give you some really applicable and practical steps to take so that if and when you need to get back on track, these are some of the things that you can hopefully adapt in your own home, in your own family, and in your own life. So let's get started. Okay, James, what grade are you in? I'm in fourth grade. Fourth grade. What kind of school do you go to? Homeschool, not distance learning. Okay, so James is being homeschooled. We did opt out of our distance learning in our district because I think I just said we, um, where we live in Las Vegas, Nevada, there's, we have no idea when the kids are going back to school. There still isn't a concrete plan. So again, our kids have been out of school for 10 months now. So homeschooling, James, what do you like about being homeschooled? Time tests. Times test. This is super awesome to know. Okay. So James really does love math. And I've, I'm really happy to have kind of discovered how much he loves math uh, since we've been working or doing school from home. Okay. Be honest with me. What do you really not like about homeschooling? Kumon. Kumon. Okay. Uh, if you're not familiar uh, with Kumon, it's basically a math and reading center, sort of like a tutoring center. Um, and we're very blessed to have this as an available resource near where we live. And James, why do you not like Kumon? Um, mm, some of this stuff is too challenging. I can't figure it out. <laughs> okay. So, but you're a pretty smart kid. You like to figure stuff out, but okay. So sometimes it's a little challenging and it can get a little frustrating when things are challenging, right? But it's pretty interesting that every time I do pick you up from Kumon, you seem pretty happy. Because it's over. <laughs> okay. So obviously, um, James is not a big fan of his Kumon lessons. But I will say this. As a parent, I am very, very happy with Kumon. They've definitely been super, super awesome to supplement the homeschooling work that we're doing at home. Okay. So let's talk about these three common challenges that I know a lot of people are facing and me, number one, are definitely facing. Number one, motivation. How do we keep motivating and staying motivated when we don't even know if there's ever going to be a light at the, at the end of the tunnel? And yes, there will eventually be a light at the end of the tunnel for some of this. But right now, it kind of feels daunting um, depending on where you live in the world, on when we're going to see that light. Number two, consistency. It's really hard, again, when life is has just been taken and shaken up like a snow globe, and you don't know where things are going to land, to say, oh, I'm going to stay super consistent all the time. So we have definitely struggled with some consistency over this past year in our home. And all of those, the lack of motivation and the lack of consistency definitely, definitely build and breed frustration. And 
I am here to say I definitely faced that last week in my own home. So what do you do? What do we all do when it comes to this? So I'm going to give you a few tips when you're facing these challenges on what you can do in a practical sense and apply them to your own life, your own family, your own home. Let's first start with perspective. This is something that my husband and I have done um, with each other and with our kids when we just really feel like, holy smokes, is life ever going to get back to normal? So the first thing that we have focused on is reminding ourselves that we are blessed and counting our blessings, putting perspective on it saying, you know what, we have a roof over our head and food in our bellies. So when we drown out all of the rest of the noise from the rest of the world, and then look at everything just with what's going on in our own little tiny family under our our own roof, we are actually very blessed. We are okay. We're safe and we're healthy. But Mom likes to do a lot of cooking, right? So on last week's episode of my podcast, I talked to them a lot about cooking. What is your favorite meal that mom makes you? Steak. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Steak. Okay. Steak, as long as I cut the fatty part off, right? Yeah. Okay. So funny kid. All right. So James likes steak. So yeah. um, So does my husband too. All right. So James... Do we talk a lot about the global pandemic and that we are living through history right now? Yes. Okay. So this is the second part of the perspective and overcoming your challenges. It is important and it can be kind of exciting to to realize that we are living through history and giving kids some perspective of this. So James, when we were doing our notes for the podcast, we decided we were going to fast forward time to what year? Um, 2080. 2080. Okay. In the year 2080, how old are you going to be? Uh, 68, 69. 68, 69. So he'll have his 69th birthday in the year 2080. So James, do you think you're going to be a dad in the year of 2080? Yes. Do you think you're going to be a grandpa in the year 2080? Maybe. Okay, maybe. All right. So when your kids and possibly your grandkids are going up to you and they're going to ask you, hey, I... I learned in school, so this will be your grandkids, I learned about the year 2020 and the global pandemic. Grandpa, were you a kid and during that time? And if so, what was it like to live through it? I was homeschooled, met new friends, stayed in the country. I never went out during this of the country, but um, and went to my brother's wedding. Okay, so a lot of important stuff. So... You had to leave school to be homeschooled. Mm -hmm. You definitely had to stay inside a lot. A lot of people were not allowed to leave the country or come back in the country. But when things were a little bit okay, we were able to go to your big brother's wedding, right? Yeah. Okay. So 
Was it really scary to live during the pandemic? Mm, um, 50-50. 50-50. Okay. I think some people kind of realize that. So I think the point in this and gaining perspective is letting kids really feel like and understand and realize that, you know what, we're kind of living history right now. I know we're always living history. There's always stuff going on. But let's be honest, this is something that's really going to be visited and learned about in upcoming generations about what the world went through in the year 2020 or 2021. And so I think just kind of having some fun with that and again, giving some perspective on this, letting our kids know, letting ourselves know, reminding ourselves that we are safe, we are healthy. And I know a lot of us are still facing such challenging, challenging obstacles. But when it comes to your kids, I know a lot of times we don't want to share a lot of the stuff that we as adults are dealing with. And it's important to kind of put an interesting spin on it. Maybe even have a little bit of fun to say, what are you going to say when somebody asks you in the future what it was like to live right now? So again, just kind of maybe lighten it up a little bit. All right. The next thing I want to talk about, the next solution to overcoming a lot of these challenges is to set yourself and your child up for success. And a lot of this can help with the motivation side and um, frustration and consistency all together. So what we did last week, because we weren't making the progress that we needed to make with the homeschooling, I was really busy with work. My husband was very busy with work. The house wasn't getting maintained like it should. So we were just hitting some of these walls of frustration. So the first thing that we did is that we wrote out expectations when it came to James. Okay, so James, what are some of the expectations that we put on your list? Get dressed, brush my teeth, and school and chores. Okay, so we kind of had to go back to the basics and write down exactly what was going on. I wake up pretty early in the morning. I wake up before my family. And so what was happening um, was that I was sort of doing my morning routine, getting involved in um, work and starting my day pretty early. And when I have a lot of work going on, I can get kind of sucked in. And then when I pause or take a break from work, I realized that somebody is still in his pajamas, hasn't eaten breakfast, and schoolwork and chores weren't done. So we hit some walls of frustration there. And instead of um, getting super angry and upset, we had to take a step back and say, you know what? Let's write everything down. And that's what we did. So we wrote out an expectations list for James. Now, setting ourselves up for success. This has also given James a lot of opportunities to learn some new skills and opportunities for independence. So James, what are some of the things that you, um, some of the new skills or independence that you realize that you have learned over being home a lot these this past 10 months? I got a phone, stay a lot at home, and I do school on my own and learning a guitar. 
Okay, I'm learning a guitar. Okay, so James, um, because my husband and I work in both kind of crazy hours, he was able to get a flip phone, not a smartphone, right? Yeah, but I can still watch YouTube on it. Okay, okay, so he can still watch YouTube on it. So anyway, so we have a little flip phone. So James is getting to the age that if I need to go run a quick errand or something for 15 minutes, he has a phone. If he's walking down to his friend's house, he has a phone. So it's been an opportunity to gain some new independence. And we were talking about cooking earlier. Did you learn how to start cooking something for yourself lately? Uh, uh, egg bites. Egg bites. Okay. So James loves the Starbucks egg bites. Um, and so we came across a gift and it was the egg bite maker, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so in the morning, he likes to make himself some egg bites. So we went through the instructions and safety of being careful when you plug in a machine. They get very hot, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so James in the morning can get up and part of the expectations are is that he is responsible for making his own breakfast and when mom and dad are home, he's allowed to use his egg bite maker, right? Yeah. Okay, what, what kind of ingredients are your favorite to put in your egg bites? The, um, the ingredients are, because we don't have any other ingredients, cause the one I really like at Starbucks is the uh, bacon one, but I use, but we don't have, I don't know how to cook bacon, so I use ham, and I really like that. Okay, so... We don't have bacon. He's not allowed to cook bacon yet. So you just cut up some chopped ham and put them in your egg bites, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. So James, with this list of expectations, it gives you the opportunity to write out exactly what you want your kids to do. I literally just put it in a bullet format on a Word document. I didn't get super fancy with it. And it literally goes through to remind him that, yes, he needs to brush his teeth and still get dressed every day, even though we're still going to be at home. And again, opportunities um, for him to gain new skills and independence. So we, again, put on there that he is allowed to um, walk down to a friend's house as long as he has his little flip phone and he can make and is responsible for making his own breakfast. So set your kids up for success and give them a list of expectations. All right. The next way to overcome the challenges is to create simple routines that you and your kids will stick to. Now, the first thing about routine, and I talk about this even when it comes to you, to adults, is bedtime routine. I have a bedtime routine. I really believe sleep is so important, not just for kids, but for us too. So whatever whatever amount of sleep that you need as an adult, you need to set a bedtime routine for yourself. And importantly, it's for kids, even when they are home. This is something that when we were first on lockdown and quarantine almost a year ago, we had a little bit of fun with it. We had a lot of late nights. We watched, stayed up and watched a lot of movies late. But as time went on, we had to get back to creating a routine. So first and foremost, make sure your kids do have a regular bed routine 
and wake up routine and you should have one too. But when it comes to the house, two things that I want you to consider when creating a simple routine are what I like to call the daily three. And these are three tasks that every member of your family are responsible for every single day and something for you to do as a family, a 20 minute tidy. And so James, all right, what are some of the things that you have to do every night after dinner? Feed our dog scout, sweep, wipe down the table and counters. Okay. So those are routines that James is responsible for every single day. So here's how we do it in our house. Here's some practical steps. I have three daily routines that I take care of every single day. I make my bed. I make sure I get through that kitchen at least once per day. And I aim to get one load of laundry through the washer, through the dryer, folded and put away. So those are my three daily things. By chance, do you know what Sissy's responsibility is on every day? What is she responsible for? You don't know? Okay. So my teenage daughter, she's college age. She's at home. Bathrooms. Did you know hers are bathrooms? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so she, so she, her responsibility is to take care of the bathrooms. My husband takes care of a lot of the trash and taking out the trash and keeping up with that. So we all have different responsibilities that we are assigned and we keep it simple. And I just like to assign it like, for instance, My daughter is not just responsible for her bathroom. She's responsible for all the bathrooms. And that way she can kind of do it on her routine. She works and goes to college. And it's just something that she can add to her routine. James is a little bit more structured. Like I said, he's still in elementary school. And so we make sure that we do the what we call 20-minute tidy. We do it immediately after dinner. So again, assign everyone in your family responsibilities that they need to take care of on a daily basis. Try to keep it to about three because if you're giving someone a really long list of five to ten, chances are they're not going to get them done in a consistent manner. And we're trying to overcome the challenge of inconsistency. So to stay consistent, three daily tasks per person and a 20-minute tidy every single day where the entire family is involved. And a tip on the 20-minute tidy. Every item in your home should have a place where it belongs so that your family knows where to put it. So it is your job as a parent to direct your kids. And if they don't know where something goes, just remind them. All right, moving on. The last thing that I want you to consider to overcome these challenges and to try to stay positive, try to stay motivated, consistent, and keep frustration out is to try and keep the outside world from invading your home. And so... There's just a lot of negativity out there. There's a lot of negativity out there on the television and social media and the regular media. So when things get a little tense around here, my husband and I try to remind each other and the kids that we're going to turn off all electronics and again, just focus on our little world. We've gotten in the habit of listening to some family podcasts. There's some really fun ones we like to listen to. One of them is called 
uh, do you remember the name of it? Graveyard Tales? Graveyard Tales, yes. So we kind of like Graveyard Tales because they go through myths and different things and sort of go through the history of it. So we love Graveyard Tales as a family. Um, We have some different TV shows. What was that TV show we were watching last week that you, Dad, and I really got into? um, Where they go and they get dropped off at a remote location. Alone. Alone. Okay. So, again, something that has nothing to do with what's going on. And, in fact, on a personal note, it seemed really appealing more than ever to go live in the Arctic for... 90 days or 70 days, however. Till um, all the people are out. Till all of the people are out. That's right. So, so kind of focusing on just some really great um, things that you can do. Of course, board games. Sometimes my family is a little too competitive for um, board games and stuff. So we do much better when we do like movie night or have a favorite family television show that has nothing to do with what's going on in the world today. And the last thing as far as keeping the outside world in is to get outside. So even though we're going out into the world, we're doing it in a really, really healthy and positive manner. We're going, we've been outside more than we ever have probably in our lives. And it's one of the things that we've actually done it so much is starting to become a routine. I love to do walks. We've been doing all kinds of different stuff. My husband loves to cycle. And James, what's your favorite activity? Um, Riding my new mountain bike and Learning the guitar. Learning the guitar. He got a guitar from his grandma for Christmas. And so James has been teaching himself how to play the guitar. And we've definitely been doing a lot of bike riding, right? Yes. Yes. Does getting out and riding your bike help you alleviate some of this stress? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it sounds like you're really liking to learn how to play the guitar too, right? Yes. Right. So... So again, keeping that outside negativity, the outside world out, just pretend you're like in a little bubble. Sometimes I kind of have to visualize a little bubble. And even when it comes to my son who's serving in the U.S. military far away, I just envision a little bubble that our family is in and that our home is in and just trying to keep all negativity, all negative people, all negative news, all negative everything outside and just sort of insulate us because this will definitely help with a lot of the frustration that we're dealing with. All right. So this is the about the end of the podcast. James did really good. He got a little wiggly. I said that you had to kind of not be so wiggly and you wrote down your answers to the questions, right? Yeah. How do you think it went? Good. Good. Do you think you ever want to come on again? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does mom have a special podcast voice? Yeah. <laughs> do I do I talk like this all the time at home? Mm, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you caught me. So I'm, am I much nicer on the podcast than I am in real life as a mom? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm actually kind of nice? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, hey, that's good. I just learned... I just learned. So, okay. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. If time management is something that you're struggling with, I do have an online time management class on my website. 
I like to keep all of my classes very affordable. You can take them at your own pace. So the time management class is seven recorded videos and they all come with printable worksheets that you can use and keep forever. So you can actually download the the PDF that's available and keep it forever. Print it, reprint it, use it as a resource or just a guide to help you. But I will tell you the time management journal class that I have online, it's actually been quite popular lately. And I think it's because a lot of us just need to kind of take a step back, look at all of the different areas of our life and get excited again. Get excited. We do have a new year coming up. And as long as we just kind of accept things, realize what our perspective is, things are still good, keep motivated, keep going, we will all come through this together. I am hopeful. Thank you so much for reaching out through email and on social media. If you're on Instagram, make sure you follow me at One Organized Mama. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. And thank you to my special guest, James. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. (laughs) Tell everyone bye. 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 Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.